Hey, thank you guys for joining us this morning. Uh, I want to uh, take a second and uh, pray and uh, before we get into the message. And uh, I want to pray. I want to pray for you. I want to pray uh, for me and for the church as a whole. And uh, the message even this morning uh, definitely uh, leans in that direction. And uh, um, I hope that, hope that it's beneficial for uh, the kingdom and for you as well. Uh, but uh, let's just pray together. God, thank you so much for... Uh, allowing us a few moments uh, to gather around your word and to be reminded of some of the things that you have called us to and who you've called us to be. And uh, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would help guide us uh, in this season, uh, a very different season from anything that we have experienced before. Uh, God, that we would uh, that we would just follow you, that we'd be faithful in that. Uh, and that's a huge piece for us today. And uh, God, I just pray that you would speak to our hearts and Help mold us, shape us, lead us uh, in those directions, and uh, as you will and as you call us to. Uh, God, thank you that we can come and ask these things, and it's all in your son's name. Amen. So, thanks for joining in with us. We're so glad that you're here, and uh, thank you for uh, your faithfulness and tuning in and, and, and watching online and all of that. And uh, I want to talk about uh, some things that just are honestly just heavy on my heart. Um, I have a concern. Uh, my concern is uh, that in this time period that we're in right now, that it's really easy. And honestly, this is something that we probably all struggle with in some form or fashion in one way or another uh, in following through with uh, one of the things that God is calling us to do and to be is to be, be with others and to understand that he created us needing others. Um, and so, uh, obviously, this is a very uh, different moment in history uh, with just how we're trying to be, you know, people trying to be careful and some of those kinds of things. But uh, in general, I think that it would be really easy uh, for uh, folks, uh, you know, statistically speaking, I remember all these statistics growing up uh, that I would hear about uh, the, the longer someone goes without going to church, the, you know, basically the, the more likely they're not going back. Um, and how Satan uses those things against us, and how honestly just us as, as kind of stupid sinners, you know, use that stuff against ourselves without even realizing it. Uh, I think that we would all agree that at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, although it's not something that we would have asked for, uh, the uh, togetherness that we felt with families and just being able to uh, relax and kind of take a moment there and, you know, that kind of thing and just kind of breathe and not be in the hustle and bustle of the lives that we have all made for ourselves. Uh, you know, those things are obviously, you know, that, that there was, there were parts of that that we welcomed, uh, you know, maybe for some of you, you may say, not me, I, I was very lonely. I was by myself and man, I can't even imagine. Um, and, and, and the truth of even just that, just that statement is a reminder that God did create us needing other people uh, and that we are not called to go through life alone and we're not called to be in a bubble. Um, and in fact, we're called to do the opposite of that because he's called us to not just be needing for ourselves, but to be there in the lives of other people as well. And so um, I have a concern for the church at large, 24 is a part of that, but and for the church at large, that there are going to be a lot of people who, after whatever happens with the pandemic, we get to some new normal or 
things go away, there's cures, what, what, whatever it is, vaccines, uh, that, um, that there will be a lot of people who don't return to the body of Christ. And man, I got to tell you, that breaks my heart. Uh, as a pastor, just being completely honest and open, uh, already my heart is broken over just not having the body together. Um, and uh, I know that right now, uh, on top of the pandemic thing, we're, we, we meet in a school on Sunday mornings and, and that kind of thing. And for some people, they legitimately need to, you know, uh, stay at home and some of those kinds of things. And, and then I feel like there's probably another facet of people uh, that uh, are just saying it's just easier to stay at home. Let's just stay at home because it's easy. Uh, or maybe they have some other, you know, reasoning, whatever it is. Um, and and if, if the Lord has led you to that, by the way, this is not a guilt thing right now. Uh, it's just a, just me being honest, a concern for the body. Because I, I, again, I think that we get to thinking about, well, I'm doing okay. I'm okay with being at home. But the, the problem with that is, is it's all about me. It's all about I and me. And it has nothing to do with the call that we have to be involved in other people's lives, not just for our sake, but for their sake as well. And the truth is, is you may be listening to this message or watching this message 10 years or 20 years from now. I have no idea if you are. God bless you for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't imagine that, but uh, hey, the Lord's word is the Lord's word and and may it go out and continue forever. Um but uh, even if you are, I think that this message is good for all of us, and it would have been good for us this time last year as much as it would have been uh, for where we are in history right now in the fact that we all struggle at times with understanding how desperately we need each other. And I just want to share a few scriptures with you uh, that really just uh, the Lord laid on my heart and kind of stuck out to me. It's by no uh, whatever the complete exhaustive list. Uh, we could have done that, for, honestly, for a series. Uh, and I just wanted to take a message here uh, and just take a week here and just talk about some things that we see in Scripture that are very clear for us uh, and what it looks like. A couple of things actually to start off with are the don't, uh, the things that we're not called to do for one another, if you will, out of the book of James. And I've been reading on and off through the book of James here recently, if you haven't been able to tell through some of my teaching. And uh, in James 4.11, uh, it says, Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. Uh, the one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. Uh, also, James 5.9 says this, Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. And so, uh, you know, again, this is uh, this is just a couple. This is a couple instances I, I ran across. These I felt like uh, so fitting. It's a reminder of some things we're not called to do for one another. We're not called to discourage one another. We're not called to speak uh, against one another and evil, you know, and 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 all these kinds of things. Uh, which which leads us to an understanding of that we are called to do some other things. And I think, especially for us as Christians, I think this is an important statement to make. Now we say this from time to time. But we should be a people that are known for what we are for, not what we are against. Okay, so I'm not here to like harp on, you know, don't do this, don't do that. I'm here to harp on like, hey, here's who we're called to be. And, and I think for us as Christians, especially uh, for the world to see us, they need to know what we are for. 
they they don't they need to know less about what we are against. And so uh, one of the one of those passages uh, is Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. And many of you have heard this, and even if you haven't been around the church for very long, you've probably heard this. And it says this in Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. It says, "Iron sharpens iron; one man sharpens another. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another." We need people speaking into our lives. We need to sharpen one another. We need people that we trust, that we allow to speak into our lives, that as they are speaking into our lives, uh, we know that they, are, that they are for our good. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I, have, I have some of those people in my life, and I trust them. I, I've got several pastors that I turn to just I have several just great friends that I turn to, uh, our, you know, the pastors on our staff. Uh, I trust them. I turn to them. Our staff as a whole, I trust them and turn to them and share things. Uh, uh, our deacons even at, at 24. I, I shared, I've shared this week with both our staff and our deacons uh, things going on in my life. Uh, you know, that I just needed prayer for and, and welcomed them to speak into it. And I'll be honest with you, it, it was encouraging to me uh, that they did that and it helped sharpen me uh, for them to do that. Uh, but we need people to do that. We need people to challenge us and push us toward Jesus at times. Um, also, uh, so, so, so the first, first of these things is sharpening. I'm going to give us three things today. It's a great three-point uh, message here for us today. I don't always do that. <clears throat> but the first thing is that we need people sharpening. We need to sharpen one another. Uh, the second thing is that we need to encourage one another, okay? And then, <clears throat> you know, I know we know that, but just how important that really is, I think, is like so huge for us in our lives, in our walk with the Lord. First uh, Corinthians five is actually this passage that the beginning of the at the beginning of the passage uh, we have this we have this kind of like ground you know, uh, being laid down, if you will, before Paul begins uh, to explain explain some things right there. And in verse verses two there, first uh, Corinthians. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, he says, For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And so then he's kind of doing like, so I'm going to give you this. You know that the Lord is coming and he's going to come like a thief in the night. So, and then he starts going through all these things. Well, he ends this passage with this excerpt that I'm going to share with you now. And the excerpt that I'm going to share with you now at the end of that passage where he's laid the groundwork of like, hey, you as believers, you know that the Lord is coming. He will come like a thief in the night. So therefore, all these things, and at the end of those things, you go check out the passage for yourself. He says in verse 9, he says, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. So this was such an important piece for Paul to mention. He actually ends the passage with this thought of that we are to be about encouraging one another. We need one another. We need to sharpen one another and we need to encourage one another. And, 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 and the truth is, is, I need this. I know I need this. In my life, I, there are moments when we all struggle with something. We all get down. We the things this world, especially in times like this, uh, you know. And and man, I can tell you, our staff and our deacons both encouraged me this week uh, when I shared with them uh, what's going on. 
I'm going to keep going here, and we're going to come back and talk about it all together. Uh, the, the, the last passage that I wanted to share, Will, not the last passage, but the next passage I want to share with you, James 5.16, and it's this, and it leads us to the third thing. And it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed, and the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working working. So we're called to confess to one another. We're also called to pray to one another right there we see. And so honestly, it's four things. Uh, if you want to get technical with just the verses that we're looking at right here. Uh, and, and this idea of confessing to one another is such a huge piece and praying for one another is such a huge piece. And again, I, I did this this week with our staff and with our deacons both. And in both situations, both prayed for me both encouraged me, both sharpened me with some truth uh, in, in, in both of those settings. I, I can't tell you how grateful I am for that. Here's my concern. I'm afraid that there's a lot of people who say, I love Jesus, I'm a part of his church, but the truth is, is they are not living a life where they recognize their need for others and their need for them to be in the lives of others. And I think that that's I think that that's a huge loss for any believer. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, you know, the greatest Christian on earth. I don't, you know, uh, pick your flavor uh, of you know people, great Christians along the way that you want to say. Any any of them would say you can't do this alone. Jesus set up the church. If you look, if you look at the church, the picture of the church where we see all these many parts and and how all these parts work together. That's no different today than it was a year ago, but, I, but I'm afraid that because of some of the things that are happening, people are going to check out. People are going to say, uh, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take a vacation from church. You know, we're, it's, it's easier to stay home. Listen, if, if, if there's, a, if there's a, a need to do that, that's fine. That's, again, this is not a guilt toward that. It is a, we have to, if that is the case, if you do need to stay home, we have to figure out how we can continue to be there for one another in these things. So don't read this as, don't hear me as saying like, oh, if you're staying home, you're a terrible person. That's not what I'm saying. I'm concerned for the spiritual well-being of believers who are not engaging in the lives of others. And I'm talking about intentional gospel conversations. You may say, well, Chris, I wasn't doing that before the pandemic. Well, then Booyah, you know, come on with it. You know, now's the time. Like now's the time. If there's ever a time, the day of the Lord's going to come. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Like Paul said, let's, you know, get her done, you know, and, uh, and follow the Lord now. Seek the Lord now and do so even through the relationships that he's given you right now. You know, and, and I think that that's so important for us. And in fact, if you go back and you look at the Psalms in Psalm 32, verse 3, it says, For when I keep silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. This is David, and he's sharing this, this back and forth he's having with the Lord. He says, I acknowledge, verse 5, I acknowledge my sin to you. And I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And you'll say, Chris, that's about him and the Lord. It's about him confessing his sin to the Lord. Yes, 
Absolutely. But if you look at verses three and four, he's just giving he's just giving this basic understanding of what it was like for him to take on the weight of his sin on his own to not confess it at all. I'll read that again. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. You see, sin needs to be confessed. We don't. We, we, live, we live as children of light, Ephesians. You know, we see that. We're called not to keep secrets. And I know some of you are like, oh, I don't know about all this. You're telling me I got to go to the confessional booth? No. I'm telling you, you're called to confess your sin to someone you trust, to someone that loves Jesus, to someone that can pray for you. Go back to that passage in James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Why? That you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I can tell you just from this week that I needed this in my life, and I am so afraid that so many believers right now are not getting this in their lives. We need people speaking into our lives. We need to be involved in people's lives. Don't let whatever's going on with the world right now lead you to taking a back seat to your relationship with the Lord and to how you interact with the body of believers that we know as the church. God has called us to more than that. In February of this year, we, uh, we did a church-wide retreat. Gary Morgan came, spoke. I mentioned this here just a few weeks ago. And when we left that retreat, the whole thing about that retreat was us moving our people, us as a body, toward being a people that were, were disciple makers, people that would gather together. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that some, some of you maybe sitting here watching this, listening to this, uh, as a part of that, maybe you started meeting with a friend for lunch. Maybe you, maybe you talked about it. Maybe you never got that far with it, but you were starting to talk about those kinds of things. You were thinking of who God has put in your life that you, may, you might trust to, to share those things with, to pray together and seek the Lord together in His Word. I want to challenge us to not put on pause the things that God has called us to. If He is calling you to that, if He is leading you to that today, please, please, for all that is in me as, as a pastor, much less one of the pastors of this church body, I beg of you, seek the Lord and do so with others. Don't try to do this alone. Let the Lord lead you in working in your life and, and helping to guide and sculpt and, and sharpen you and encourage you through the confessing and the prayer with one another. God wants to use these things in our lives. Uh, and I'm, I'll just be honest, I've, I've been just broken over this. And I've been praying, I've been praying for us, I've been praying for you. I've been praying that God would speak to your heart about this and that he would show you things uh, that, that you need and that I need in, in our lives to follow him. And so I've been praying as I just haven't been able to shake it. And, uh, you know, I just, I just think that we have to be careful not to lose sight of what God has called us to do and who he has called us 
to be. Let us not give up. To, uh, let us not give up on one another. Let us not give up uh, an understanding that we need each other, and we do. We desperately need each other. More importantly, we need Jesus. But us seeking the Lord comes directly many times through that product of us getting to seek Him together. We need that. His Scripture shows us that. We need one another. We need to sharpen one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to confess to one another. We need to pray for one another. And to do that means we have to have relationships with one another. May the Lord lead you in your understanding of your need for Him, whether that be that you've been a Christian for a long time or if you're just beginning to understand that Jesus came to save you and He died on the cross to forgive you of your sin and take the death that you deserve for your sin, just like He did for me. Uh, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that wherever you are in that journey, uh, if it's seeking the Lord, that He will speak to your heart and help you see your need for a Savior, or if you've been a Christian for a long time, that you would simply understand that you need others. We need one another. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you for your truth. And uh, God, just a uh, simple message, really. Uh, God, but so simple, Lord, that uh, honestly, we need it. And we need to heed to it. And God, we need you to guide us in that, Lord, whatever that may look like. Whether that's once a week meeting with a friend or meeting with a couple of folks or however it is. God, may we, may we not just pray about it, but may we act on it. Uh, God, may we seek out people, Lord, even if it's over the internet, uh, to meet together, to talk together over the phone, whatever it may be, God, that we can do, uh, Lord, to help one another, God, in seeking you together. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord, to do all these things, and, and Lord, to be your church. And God, I pray that people would see you and us above all things, God, that you would be glorified, uh, Lord, in others seeing us needing one another and seeking you together. Uh, God, be glorified in that. Work through it. Uh, Lord, save. Lord, the lost. Save those that have not trusted in you, God, and do that great work that only you can do. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.